Good morning. Welcome to the Atheists in the Desert podcast. Um, it is Wednesday, August 29th, 2018. So I know it was uh, maybe, what, a couple of weeks ago that I decided that that, that, that I was going to end the podcast or end and I was going to maybe move into something else. And I decided to go down and do the 12-step series. And now what I've decided to do, and I, again, I don't know if I'm going to do this every day, but I'm basically just going to get on for 15 minutes on a fairly regular basis and just talk for a little bit and just give it a date and maybe a couple of talking points that I spoke about and uh, move on. And I might just talk. I might talk on various subjects. I think today, what I'm going to tackle a little bit is because uh, you've heard me. Listen, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you know a little bit about me that I both my kids play sports and I'm pretty involved in them, and and it's a thing I struggle with emotionally. I'm getting better, I think. I don't know, getting more perspective. But what helps me a little bit is when I pay attention to what other parents are doing and. I try not to be like in a critical way looking at other parents, but it's sort of like when, if you've heard me talk anything about like recovery or Alcoholics Anonymous, one of the things they talk about is working with another alcoholic who might be hurting or, or whatever that, that helps you. And sometimes I think I can apply that to other areas of my life when it comes to other things that when I see, and again, I'm going to talk a little bit about the sports parents phenomenon that I think is like just crazy right now. And I can only speak on what I see around here, but I have a feeling it's probably going on across the nation. Um, these club sports and these, this, this idea of constantly pushing your kid and sometimes maybe not being in reality of the ability of your kid. And I think it's because, hey, I'm, and, I, and I'm as guilty as the next one. You know, I played sports growing up, but I wasn't like, I, mean, I was a pretty good athlete. I did pretty well, but I wasn't like the all-star of my school or anything like that. And maybe it's that lack of me not being an all-star or making it to the next level that makes me sometimes look at my kids and think they need to get to that level. So I'm as guilty as the next one. But we had a situ- we have a kind of a situation on our on our my son's baseball team right now where we have a kid on the team that he's decent he's fine he's a, you know he's a he's a little bit bigger kid and he's kind of a slow runner he can hit the ball pretty hard but his dad played baseball was pr- pretty good and you know with, I think he played a little bit in the minor leagues or tried out for the Reds or something but he definitely you know has some skills and they're just all over this kid and, and, you know, constantly putting stuff up on Facebook about what their kids are doing. And this kid hit this, struck these three kids out. And, and I get all of it because again, it goes, and, and this particular guy may or may not, I don't know, have a drinking problem. I'm not sure. Um, so I relate to that, but the funny part is I think what it goes back to and, you know, I see parents out there, you know, yelling at their kids and, you know, they, you know, my kid get this and my kid did that and, and I get it. And I think it goes back to what I said before and I, I've heard it said that in order for me to feel normal, you got to treat me special. 
because if you just treat me normal, I'm going to feel less than. And I've and I've felt that way. Now, I've been in a few positions with my kids where maybe they're on the bench once in a while or maybe they aren't playing up to what they should have been playing or I, I don't know. It's been very rare because right? like I said, and I've said in the past that both my kids are pretty good. They, they typically don't sit on the bench. They're the, the number ones at their positions usually uh, in the baseball and softball field and and I've always said to myself that I don't know how I would handle it if they weren't. Like if they were riding the bench or they were hitting 180 or, you know, like how would I take that? And it's easy to sit there and say, oh, I'd probably be okay with it. I don't know if I would. So this particular dad on this team that continues to make a stink, his son, he's decent, he's fine, but, you know, he's he's not as good as some of the other kids. And he's probably feeling a little inadequate. He's probably hoping that his kid could be better. And I get that. I get it. Um, it's just interesting to me because you know, like this weekend we have a, we have a baseball game. We have a baseball tournament and my son's nine years old. So most of the kids on this team are nine and 10 and they're going to be out there two games on Saturday. It's gonna be a hundred degrees and two games on Sunday. It's gonna be a hundred degrees and they can handle it. They're tough kids. But sometimes I think to myself, do the kids really want this? I mean, is, are they really excited to go out there and play two games? Are they going to be, you know, into it like we are? We love the parents. We love to go out there in our chairs and, and you know, cheer our kids on. And we're always secretly wanting our kid to do better than the other kids. I mean, at least I am. I can't speak for everyone else. However, it, it's kind of sad in a way if you think about it. Like here we here we all are as parents out there and our kids the next, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. We're all secretly thinking that in the back of our mind when really, you know, out of all those kids playing on Saturday and Sunday, you know, I doubt any of them are even going to play in high school, you know. Just to make a high school team in this area is pretty big, you know, and like a 6A school, you know, bigger schools forget playing in college or the minor leagues or something like that. I mean, that's just a whole nother game. I mean, I'd love to see, see the statistics because I know the little league world series is going on or it might be over now. I haven't really been following it. However, I wonder did that, you know, how many, what's the percentage of those kids that even move on to the next level? I have a feeling it's pretty, pretty low and I have a feeling it's not even because of due to ability. I think kids just get burnt out. Um, and I worry about that a little bit with my kids, especially my daughter, because I think my daughter, you know, as time goes and as she's growing and getting bigger, she may have the ability to possibly play in college one day. And, you know, I don't want to get her to the point where she's 16 years old all of a sudden. And, you know, she just actually turned 13, but you know, where she's 16 and she's like, you know what? I don't want to play softball anymore. I mean, I, I want her to be able to do what she wants to do. However, I got to watch it as a parent and make sure we're not going crazy, you know? part of the reason I decided to join this team because they're they're competitive and the coach is good but he's not one of these guys that when we don't have tournaments on weekends he's not gonna be sitting there practicing for five hours a day um I'm a believer just just to go off the topic of the parents a little bit in in sports but just to go off of practice you know when it comes to practice and I think it's anything in life um I don't think it's always quantity and how much you practice it's quality and I preach that to my daughter, especially with the pitching, because when we do our pitching practice, you know, we don't grow crazy. We have a one lesson a week that she goes and sees her pitching coach, and then we try to throw two other times a week. But we don't throw, 
you know, for three hours. I mean, we'll throw 30, 40 minutes. You know, we do 10 of each of her pitches that she can do, which usually amounts out to about between 60 and 70 pitches. And I just tell her during that time, make good quality pitches. And it seems to work out pretty good for us, you know. Um, when we were our old team, we had a girl on that team that I would assume practiced at least double the amount that we were practicing. And my daughter was still better. And a lot of that's ability, but I also think a lot of that is just we don't go crazy. Like we, we keep kind of a tight lid, you know, quality, not quantity. And I'm going to, and I think that's going to be a good thing for practice, um, with injuries, burnout. Um, you can still get better. You don't have to, you know, pitch every day. You know, her pitching coach who used to pitch every day and her dad really pushed her. She even said when she was 17 years old, she was just burnt out and done. And, uh, so anyway, a little bit about practice quality not quantity so you know i i gave a podcast in the bat in the past on emotionalism and if you want to go check that out you can check it out again i'm not an expert on anything i'm only i only have as much experience as my 41 years on this planet gives me and but i think emotionalism ties into this parent sports thing um again going back to what i said at the beginning that most of these parents, I, I think if you did a if you did a survey, and I could be wrong, but a lot of these parents that really push their kids and freak out a lot, probably they themselves never made it to the next level, you know. And I when I and I say next level, I even I even just mean just starting on their high school team, or even possibly playing some college. It seems like to me that the higher up a parent has gone, it seems like the less they give a crap. <laughs> You know, some of the parents out there, you hear like a parent, hey, that guy played for, he, you know, that guy played MLB, that that kid's dad. And then you, you hardly ever see him because he just doesn't care because he's already been down that whole road. Maybe he's already been burnt out. Maybe he was burnt out himself by his dad and he knows that he doesn't want to do that to his kid. I mean, because ultimately, what are we trying to do anyway, right? When our kid gets up to bat and they strike out, I mean, what, I mean, there, you know, in sports, I believe there are some life lessons, learn how to deal with adversity, dealing with teammates, a group, um, you know dealing with other positions of authority besides your parents, learning how to listen. Um, but as far as the learning the game and getting better and ever having a chance that you might play in you know the next level one day, those chances are pretty slim. I mean, you got to really be exceptional to do that. And I think you don't have to play you know 100, game, 100 games a year to get to that next level. I think that if your kid has that ability and has the talent – they're going to get there if they're playing 50 games or 100 games. I mean, they're going to get there no matter what. Um, my daughter played 108 games last year, like from July to July. That's how the softball season runs down here. And that's a lot of games, you know. Um, and so you just got to kind of look at it and say, okay, as long as she's having fun, you know, and getting better and and, and getting that experience and, and you know being a pitcher it's it's important to get that inning you know those innings and that mound time but as long as she's enjoying it and having fun I mean what else is there you know yeah maybe one day she could get to the next level that's not the goal right now the goal right now is just enjoy the enjoy the time we're at <clears throat> same with my son you know he's nine years old <laughs> and it's like okay yeah right now he might be he's pretty good right now he hits the ball hard he's good good catcher and 
But you know what? Three years from now, he might not be as good as some of the other kids on the team. Like, he's just kind of ahead of the curve right now. And that happens sometimes. I've seen it in sports. I mean, it kind of happened to me. I remember when I was playing, I played basketball, which is just was just crazy because I'm, I'm not tall and I'm not, you know, <laughs> I mean, I was pretty good. But I remember I started playing basketball in like second grade and most of the kids were, had already been playing for a year or two, so they were kind of ahead of me. And, you know, third, fourth grade I played. I was okay. I was, I was decent. But somewhere along the line, around fifth, sixth grade, something just clicked for me. And I ended up just started being really good and, and, and kind of smoking everybody all the time. I remember there was one breakout game that I had and the coach was like, you should be like that all the time. What are you doing? And then something just kind of clicked and I was pretty good. Most of junior high, I was the best player on the team for the most part. Um, I mean, it's, it's as good as you can be at basketball at a Midwest school. You can about imagine, you know, what we had up there. But um, and my small town of 50,000 people, I mean, it wasn't like we were some top-notch big-name schools, but I was always a starter. And then I got to high school, and I just, I, I don't think I got as focused. And I always maintained that there were some politics involved, but I didn't make the high school team. Uh, but whatever, it was what it was. But part of that was just because I didn't listen. You know, my parents didn't play sports, so I didn't really have any guidance. I always look back and think, man, it would have been nice if my dad would have played a sport. Maybe he could have helped me out, got a little better. It doesn't matter. I mean, even if that had all been there, the chances of me playing on a higher level, I mean, maybe I could have played in high school, and then that would have been it, you know. But my point is, is the ultimate goal in life is, you know, I kind of got off what I was trying to say is like catching up. Like my, my son's that kind of ahead right now, but who knows three years from now, that might be all the kids on the team might be kicking his butt. You don't know. He's kind of a bigger, stronger kid right now. And some of these kids are going to grow and get bigger and you know, so what does all this mean? I don't know. I'm kind of all over the map and that's kind of what I'm going to do from now on. I'm not going to, it's just going to be like a daily 15 minute thing. And, uh, Where am I at right now? 15, almost 15 minutes. So I guess to sum up today's talk, if you're sports parents and you're one of those people, and, and I relate because I am I am too, I'm, I'm working on calming myself down more, but just relax, you know, let the kids enjoy the moment because, you know, one day they're not going to be 10 and 12 and 15 anymore. I mean, I'd say by the time these kids start getting to 15, 16, it's kind of done as far as like the little league, it's cute having fun stuff, you know, so enjoy it, just, just appreciate it, you know, and if, if your kid isn't the top five on the team or whatever, it's fine, I mean, maybe you want to do something else if it's really bothering you, sometimes you got to get in reality about what your kid is, I mean, I know I do, I mean, I know I've said my kids are pretty good, but they, you know, my son's not super fast, something I've had to come to terms with, because I was always a fast little kid, and he's really not, but that's okay, I mean, it's fine, I mean, he just, again, what are we here for, you know, we're here to have fun and enjoy, I mean, the, the chances of our kid becoming the next, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. is, is slim to none, you know, like I said, even playing in high school is going to be slim to none for most kids, especially where I live, um, so just enjoy it, um, take your emotions out of it, try to, you know, sometimes when I'm in a situation you know, if I think my kid didn't do a certain play, I just, maybe our number nine or 10 hitter gets up and strikes out. And I think, gosh, I wonder how, you know, he's feeling, you know, just put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Um, so that's it for this Wednesday. Um, more podcasts and more topics to come. 
talk soon.